You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Um, we're here uh, at uh, week two of our attempt to be transparent about the... Uh, the Louis thing that's gone on. Um, uh, my name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of the Comedy Cellar. I'm here with Dan Natter and my co-host. Uh, Dan, I'm going to let you just do all the introductions. Go ahead. Well, we have a jam-packed show today, as is typically the case. We have with us Hannah Georges, a staff writer at The Atlantic, and she just wrote a, uh, an article called Louis C.K. and the Missed Point of Redemption. <laughs> Hi. Jim Two, stand-up comic writer, host of the podcast Quitting Comedy, has joined us. And Kate Meany, who is a stand-up and college student and the daughter of beloved uh, a friend of the Comedy Cellar and uh, well-known comedian Kevin Meany, who, uh, who uh, passed about two years ago, I guess. Yeah. And we'll be talking to her about that. But first, we're going to dig right into more Louis stuff, because who can get enough of it? I know I can. <laughs> um, I know that Louis is suffering, and, and I know that a lot of people are suffering, but I, for one, have been feasting on on this because I find it so fascinating. All right, Dan. Try not to say, just say things that make us look terrible. Um, uh, well, but Han- I, think it, I think it's human nature to just love a scandal. All right. Hannah, so you, you wrote an article in The Atlantic. Hannah? Yes. Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> uh, an article in The Atlantic that, that totally raked me over the coals. And, no, and, I don't think so. Well, it, was, it wasn't written about you. But uh, um, what, I want to give you a chance. You want to give a synopsis of the article? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so the thing And don't hold I- back. <laughs> No, I mean, the thing that I tried to grapple with isn't isn't that, um, you know, I wasn't making the point that Louis should never come back or that the, you know, that the comedy seller was sort of unique in not knowing how to grapple with this moment and in, in not knowing with how to grapple with his return, right? I think I was just posing questions about where where do we locate our empathy and where whose stories are we interested in and why? And th- those feel like they're larger conversations that this is an example of maybe, but also a, a, a way for us to think more deeply about. But what was, what was your, your, your main criticisms of me? Listen, I, I'm afraid that, because I've seen this happen before, and it's happened to me, yes. where you really want to let somebody have it, and you're, do, do not hold back, because I believe that my best path to looking uh, acceptable in the world again yeah. is to face the strongest arguments against me. So I'm not, I'm not looking for an easy thing. So yeah. Go ahead, so go well, ahead. one, I'm flattered that you think I'm strongest. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I think... I think the particular thing I, m- I might have zeroed in on was the way that you referred to him serving out a life sentence, right? So there's a way that when we t- talk about um, men who have been held accountable in various ways for their actions kind of in, in, the, in the wake of the Me Too movement, right? We use words like serving out their sentence, serving time, all these words that are really fraught with sort of carceral, um, not even connotation, but denotation, right? Like when we talk about people serving sentences, we're talking about... Carceral means like about, about incarceration? Yeah, 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 yeah right? So, okay. yeah, sorry. Penal, um, penal, <laughs> penal might be a good synonym. Not in this, yeah. not in this podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, to use words like rehabilitate, like there are, all these words are really heavy and have very specific meanings, right? So for someone like... Louis was never incarcerated. He was never put in jail. Like, all, I'm, I'm by no means saying he should have been. Um, but I think we have to be careful about what language we use because it makes it sound like someone taking a nine-month stint away from the spoils of fame in a certain way is 
the same as people serving out actual time in jails and in prisons who are dealing with sort of much, much more difficult circumstances. Um, and also want to be careful about doing that when a lot of people who commit sex crimes or who um, are convicted of these sorts of things, even though Lou wasn't, um, don't actually see jail time. So just that was just sort of a, a rhetorical note. So, so in, in, a, in the world as that, that you would like it to be, yeah. what would be the way that Louis uh, could, could perform, as Michael Che put it, you know, for free in front of 110 people at, at, at the comedy store? What, what, what would need to happen before that small step yeah. would be uh, something that you, wouldn't make you furious? What, I mean, I'm... I won't even say that I was furious, right? I think a lot, a lot of the times it's easy to frame people's responses to this as anger, not that anger is invalid, but I think it's a kind of disappointment, right? When you see someone like Louis, whose work has so often grappled with power and with what it means for us to be in relationship to each other and how we fail each other all the time, for someone like that to end their statement of admitting to allegations by saying, I'm going to take some time away and listen, and then come back without acknowledging what they've heard or what they've processed I think was really difficult for people. Now you know you know I said the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I actually I mean I read yeah. the I read the Hollywood Reporter thing and I really appreciated sort of the transparency around not knowing, right? Well, and that's why I, I wanted to come talk. This is Cornelia over here and she's one of the people who <laughs> wrote me hate mail. And that's true. And uh, I I answered every piece of hate mail yeah. basically with with the same wasn't a form response because he feels said a different <laughs> right, thing right, right, right. but ended with the same thing I said please read this Hollywood Reporter yeah. interview because that's kind of allowed me to speak and I said I would, I would be very happy to talk to you on the phone or in person Yeah. and and I've spoken to Cornelius the first person that came uh, in person but I've spoken to a number of people uh, some of them Cornelius is off mic by the way she won't yeah, speak some of them uh, like some of them really I'll tell you some stories in a second but uh I, I had just finished saying to her when we started this that when I woke up in the morning and heard that Louis had performed, I was like, oh, great. This is, this, this is like, I'm sure this is a, is a good thing. And then I went to the kitchen and I asked Liz to send me the, the video. And when I saw the video, my wife was out. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't, like, like this guy... Is, is shooting himself in the foot right. in, in a way that seemed I impossible for me to understand that this great genius who did all these great works and, and you know, made his career on, on such a good insight into the human condition that he had been oblivious to what he needed to say and do. And, um, but I couldn't have known that before he went on and, and I won't even, and, but I don't want to use that as a total excuse because even if I had known that, um, I still am not convinced that that's not on him. In other words, that, that the audience who then hears him come back and is angry with him and, and the damage that that might do to his ability to regain his uh, you know, acceptance in polite company, as it were, I don't know that the world necessarily wants to be filtered from that either. I think I think this is incredibly interesting, even for students of the Me Too thing, to see how this was mishandled. To, to you, you guys have another uh, weapon in your uh, quill there, and is saying, saying, look, we're not just saying men are oblivious. Look, here's 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 a yeah. good look at this. Like, if if you didn't take our word for it, how do you explain that? Right. They don't get it. Men don't get it. And here's so so. 
you know, I, I've said and, and uh, on this show before that I think the unfiltered world benefits us much more than the filtered world. And eventually the people who are filtering the world are going to filter it in a way that we don't want. Yeah. And that is why, and I can go back and you, everybody can read, read online, listen to the podcast of the, the, the problems I do have. I don't want people in the audience to, who, are, who are bothered by this to have to be forced to sit there. And I don't want to take their money if they end up seeing something that they hate. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want any part of any of that. But the idea of a willing performer bad guy, good guy, uh, a willing speaker, whether Hamas terrorist, whatever it is, and a willing audience. Colombia wants to invite Ahmadinejad to speak, whatever it is. Uh, I think that this is okay. I think it's okay. And um, well, well, but, it, but, until, but until, and, and I also told Cornelia, and almost everybody who's coming to me about this, you, you're, you're one of them, also feels Aziz should, is, is needs, needs redemption to use the word. and most people don't feel that way but most of the hate mail I got people did feel that way and then so then I'm left with this look we can't make this up as we go along right. someone needs some, someone will get a Pulitzer Prize for this someone <laughs> needs to lay down some real principles that I can then look at and say okay well you know these principles make sense to me this is, this is really this is good the way an employer should operate right. so you know what Louis falls under this, and then you can come in with Aziz and like, no, look, it does, Aziz right. doesn't fit here, and this is how long it should be, and this was required, and because otherwise I'm flying blind. As I said to Ted Alexandro, the comedian, I said, Ted, if you were to look me in the eyes right now and say, no, you know what, 15 years ago, I did just what Louis did. I'm ashamed. I don't do it anymore. I know it's wrong, but I did it. Nobody would expect me to say, Ted, get your things. You, you don't perform here anymore. So there is this aspect that uh, that's because people are looking. Yeah, and things are new, right? And that, no, but I'm saying, but very much that they're looking because, in other words, once every and there's, that's not irrational because once everybody knows about it, then it kind of harms the Me Too movement in a way. I I understand that, but I'm not sure that fairness to the individual in terms of what he should suffer for what he did 15 years ago. I'm not sure I can take into account the fact that it's public or not public. And, and I, I felt like if I, if I didn't allow Louis to go on, I would have to clean house around here. I would, there's a lot of, uh, and it, 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 would be, it would be ridiculous. I know I, what you're referring to, that time I shoplifted <laughs> love in the time of cholera from a bookstore. <laughs> no, so, so I would feel like, you but know, I have I, made amends. Because I, I, what about this story? Hey you, know, hey, you know, buddy, I heard this story. I want to know about this story. What'd you, he's like, don't, he said, get away from me. No, no, I need to know before you go on again. And it's such a, it's such a, a, a thing, and a few other points, and then I really will open it for debate. Oh, it didn't. It, it's some things. Some dots get connected, and people kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. It didn't happen in, in my my workplace. Yeah. That that's that. It happened. Uh, most of the stories, not all, not even in a workplace. Um, and I am not part of that industry. They were not. Uh, uh, I don't know them, and. As opposed to like the New York Times and uh, NBC and Fox that, that had situations that they addressed, they hired outside firms, they investigated, right. they took witnesses, and, and they, they knew that they had to invest. And then they came to conclusions about what happened in their own workplace. For instance, liberals are very uh, pro-union, but of course they know that no union contract would ever allow for someone to be fired 
on the kind of situation that we have here, an article in the New York Times. No, no way. So the end of this, right, and then I'll, the last thing is that principles need to be hugged close at times where emotions run highest. If we were naturally... Is that from The Godfather? No, if, if, we, <laughs> if we were naturally inclined to allow people to, to say whatever they wanted, we wouldn't really need a First Amendment. It's like, what do we need a First Amendment for? We, of course, of course right. everybody can say what they want. If we were, if we were fair by nature when, when we see an outrageous crime, we wouldn't need all these careful due process things. We, right. wouldn't, we wouldn't let murderers go free because evidence was obtained illegally. We know that it's when the rubber hits or when this is tough, when this makes us angry, we need to be people of principle. And I know people are rolling their eyes all over America, but that is the kind of shallow, casual thinking that went into this decision. That's all I want to say. Wait, no, I just because yeah. yeah. you had mentioned yeah. that the one issue you agreed with the, the people that had come at you was yeah. that that the audience was sort of taken by surprise and, yeah. that, and that maybe that was not a good thing. And then you had suggested putting a sign outside the door saying, swim at your own risk, anybody yeah. <laughs> might show up. You never know what's going to go down here. Uh, so where are we with that? I mean, are, are yeah, you going to put I, that into well, effect? I, I want to do that, but I want to run it by more people to make sure I'm not... You know, some things I've thought were going to make things better have made things worse, but my idea is that everybody should know coming here that, listen, anybody could show up, so that's no way. And then... On the off chance that they do show up, if you want to leave, no questions asked, check us on the house, you don't have to pay a dime, and, and we, we don't want anybody here, we don't want any unhappy customers, customers still come first, uh, e even above principle, and um, so that's what I, what I think. I, you know, to, to what point do you think that will calm those who are most outraged? Well, it, it, I don't know. It, well, nothing will calm the people who are most outraged, and like any election, we're, 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 we need to win, win the... Um, well, Hannah, would that, if, if that, if... if Louis, instead of showing up by surprise, if Noam had gone up and said, and said, Louis is back, anybody that wants to go, on the house, would you then have, have written that article, or would you have uh, felt that that was sufficient? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I think it, it, it comes not, down to the... It's not a good question. It's a great question. <laughs> it's an amazing question. You'd Thank you so much at, for you'd asking. You'd still be mad at Louis, but you might not be as mad at me. Yeah, right? I think at that point, then then we're mitigating one of the factors that made people upset in this case, which was that there wasn't a warning, right? And I think that if you're somebody who has been in any industry and experienced something that the women who have described their stories with Louis have described, then to see someone come up without having made restitution is going to be upsetting, especially if you, people come to comedy shows to laugh, you know, to relax, to unwind, to, to ignore the nonsense of everyday life or have it filtered through a lens that is going to make it more digestible, right? And so to be confronted with an image or with a person who represents something that has been harmful in your life potentially or harmful kind of in the air that we're breathing right now makes that a hostile space for them. I think that would mitigate that a bit. Yeah. Um, I think the being upset with him for not having addressed anything sort of in his set or having had a more public statement or having done some of the other things that people want him to do to make restitution. I don't think it would have done that, but that's that that wouldn't have been coming from him. It would have been from the sh from the house. Now, anybody else? We're open up to the rest of people sitting down. Please introduce yourself when you start because it's been a long time since we introduced you, so the <laughs> listeners have probably forgotten who you are. Go ahead. All right. Um, oh, oh, go sorry. ahead. Ladies first. Can I say <laughs> ladies? Yeah, yes. You can. <laughs> um, oh, all right. I'm Kate Meany. Um, I was happy to see Louie come back here. This guy, and you're, you're, just to get uh, an idea of your demographic, you are what we call a millennial. Yeah. What are you, you 18 what? or 19? 19. And Why were you Gen happy? Z. I wasn't, like, happy, I wouldn't say, but I was glad, you know, 
a lot of people compare all things of sexual assault. Yes, they're all very bad, but there's also different categories. Absolutely. Like which they fall under. Aziz Ansari is no Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is no Harvey Weinstein. And none of them are Dan Natterman, but I'll I'll tell you that later. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's now, I feel like he went up, he did 15 minutes. He's a very important person to this club. You know what I mean? He shot Louis here. He's He's part of the history of the place, for sure. He's part of the history of the place, and, you know... He came, it wasn't like he was headlining the show. He went up and did 15 minutes. And you know what? As a comedian, nine months is a long time not to go on stage. Would you say that the Me Too movement is something that's important to you going on now? Yes, it is. But I also feel like we need to categorize different acts of sexual assault in different areas. Because I don't necessarily think all of it can be equated to one another, if that makes sense. You want to say something? Oh, Jim Twos. Reintroduce myself. Uh, I can only speak to this as a comic, really. Uh, what I... It's hard to say, like, if it was too soon or whatever, but I wanted to hear him talk about it. That's all I wanted to hear him talk about was what he's gone through. Because he is somebody who has pushed the fact that he's been so honest and open and he's exposing himself constantly and that's his whole thing... And then he gets up there, and that's the one thing he doesn't talk about. And I know, as a performer myself, anything that I'm dealing with, my first instinct is to turn it into something that I can do on stage. And as somebody who liked Louis' work, that's... I I mean, it was a a terrible thing. It was a... You know, he he didn't do much to to show that he gave a shit about what he did. Yeah. And I wanted to... But I also just wanted to hear him say something about it right. and I, I part of me also sees why why maybe he didn't because it's like then he's controlling the narrative which is not fair to the victims but it's like there that then that's part of the challenge in talking about it and I don't know I mean I know I also you know from being down here and seeing celebrities get on stage the way the crowd reacts is overwhelming so it's like I'm sure, like, once that takes over the room, it's a totally different scenario, but it's like... By the way, there was no standing ovation. No, I didn't say that. No, no, I, but that, no, was, that, was, that was in the press a lot. It was widely reported. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. said ovation. Just an ovation, yes. An well, ovation. the word ovation is seldom used without standing before. Just being well, I, 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 I can tell you how that came, but I don't want to... Okay. Yeah. So I <laughs> no, do I, think I, that's I where the confusion lay. Because I heard a couple people say it was a standing ovation, and I'm like, no, read the article. It said ovation. That means they clapped. Uh, and, and probably a, a lot. But, you know, I just don't know why. I don't know why that's, you know, like, I want to see people dig deep. And, like, when, then when you have something to dig deep about that could help everyone, right. you don't do it. But we all that's agree a, that's a bit being, of a failure. being disappointed in, in that he didn't address the, the elephant in the room. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And who knows why. But um, I, I hear a lot about people are... The, uh, the numerous criticisms I get on Facebook, because I constantly talk about this on Facebook, even though I shouldn't, but just when I thought <laughs> I thought it was that, they pull me back in, you know, kind of a thing. But um, they say, you're talking about Louis. It's Louis, Louis, Louis. What about the victims? Mm-hmm. But, uh, which seems odd. Of course we have to talk about Louis, because a decision has to be made with regard to Louis. So right. Louis has to be front and center of the conversation. But what, what I'll ask uh, this to uh, Hannah. What, what, what about this notion of, we need to talk about the victims? What, what, what? What should we be talking about with regard to the victim? Yeah, I think I think when Noam was talking just now about free speech, I was thinking a couple of different things. One is that typically when we 
when people invoke the First Amendment, um, it's you know that that was intended so that the government would not suppress speech, right? Not that so not so that people wouldn't have to face sort of public accountability for their words and their actions um, in public spaces from crowds. But the other thing is that who were who I feel like we're not hearing again. Um, Jesus, I, yeah. um, that's what I've been getting constantly. Sorry, just. Yeah. Saw a note that was brought in. Uh, hate, um, hate mail. Some hate mail. Well, just first of all, it says congratulations. No, no, no don't read it online. No, it's but I, I have to because this this is an example of of where where the article in the New York Times failed. There was a long-standing rumor that Louis blocked the door uh, so that the women couldn't leave. I right, read, read the first. And paragraph. And the first paragraph says, "Congratulations! What a coup! Welcoming. This is some hate mail. No, I'm just received. What a coup! Welcoming a door-blocking masturbator back to your club with open arms." The, on, on a podcast we had done some, some months ago, the author of that article said, indeed, Louis did not block the door, but she did not make a point of including that in the article. She, cho- she chose not to include it in the article because she felt it wasn't relevant. Um, and I and, and I was, my, my argument to her was that he's been, you know, the story's bad enough, but this part of it that would be maybe a felony, publicly accused of it, shouldn't you write that he didn't do that just... As a journalist, you know, it's not you're not taking you're not supposed to take sides. You're like you lay lay all the facts out there that a reasonable person would want to know. Yeah. She didn't think a reasonable person would want to know that he didn't block the door. And and that's troubling from a guy when I read that and I say, Oh, this is the article that I have to go to to decide what I maybe what, what I should feel about what happened. I'm saying, Well, why did why didn't she so anyway, that's that's you know it's So people are st- and, and I've seen that a lot by the way on social media where people talk about him blocking the door. So that rumor is still alive and well and needs to be dispelled. Now you might say, well, even if he didn't block the door, it's a terrible thing. But we we, we do need to know whether he blocked the door Does, or not to properly. Again, I, I want you to be careful how you talk. Doesn't it needs to be dispelled? Sounds like you're advocating him. We we should all just want to know the truth as it is, unspun, better and worse, warts and all. But we should not want to to have any false impression. Right. Like uh, uh, he raped and murdered somebody. Actually, he just murdered the person. He didn't rape them. That's not a defense of the murder. It's just right. like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't know. Now I know. Like he, so he just. I it, agree with you, but yeah. I think it ups the severity substantially if he blocked the doors. I do think it's, it's an important detail. Yeah, I just take issue with the term. But, but I, uh, we but need I, to dispel the rumor. I, I understand yeah. what yeah. you're saying, and yeah. I agree. But anyway, uh, back with Hannah, uh, you were saying about. Uh, I guess we were talking about the victims. Victim, what yeah. needs to be said with regard to them, and should be yeah. said. I mean, I think that what a lot of these women have spoken about is feeling like they were pushed out or shut out of comedy spaces as a result of either his actions directly or as a result of not being able to speak about it. Um, or again, because it's a, a workplace safety issue and not just sort of an interpersonal interaction. Can um, we talk about the workplace safety issue? Yeah, yeah. I think it, I, I think it's tough because, you know, I think it, you were saying like with unions and with, I'm thinking about like in media spaces, right? Like when you have, let's say if our, if one of the editors at the Atlantic had something happen like this, then we have a process in place because we're a company that has HR structure etc right? right but when we're talking about sort of like creative industries where things are a lot more ad hoc where folks are coming in and coming throughout it's a lot more difficult right and one of the things that I think we're grappling with in this moment is how do we responsibly be in relationship to one another when there aren't formal structures in right, place but this, is, this is what's interesting to me we do have an HR structure and procedures here in the comedy yeah. cellar but we're somehow told that because something happened to Louis let's say in Aspen in a hotel room this somehow implicates an HR, a lack of HR in our industry. And I'm like, if something happens at NBC and then somebody goes to ABC, they don't expect the ABC HR to be worried about what happened at NBC. This is, like, in other words, I'm extremely 
um, attentive to and take full responsibility for being a responsible person in charge here to make sure that nothing like this happens in my place. Right. And that's an HR structure. And and the, the, the kind of like as I said, the connecting dots of thinking, like these, these things I have to defend against. Now, Louis, before this ever came out, Louis worked here for 30 years. Right. He's never done anything like that here. Not one accusation of it. We have, this is it. You're sitting here and you can go downstairs. Yeah. There's, no, there's no private spaces right. here. There's no green room. There's nothing. Never mind that he hasn't been accused of doing it in uh, over 10 years. Never mind that he came out publicly with it. So, so, so all these things, and I, and, and I look at this and say, there's a lot of good arguments against Louis here. But workplace safety, that is not realistic in terms of Louis walks in, has a yes. coffee, goes downstairs, does his set, and goes home. If he were, if he were to ch- attempt something here, we would have the cops here in 30 seconds. Right. There's no workplace safety issue. And when I hear that, I, I, this is going to sound bad, but I begin to think, oh, no, I'm, I'm dealing with somebody who's so upset about this. They're really not even trying to think clearly about it. Yeah. They, they, it's, this is, it's, this is, it may be righteous hate, but it's really just hate. And, and I'll give you another example. So I get this, I get this terrible hate mail. Right. So one, one person sent me an email and she says, listen, blah, blah, blah. We, and, and would you, and I, and I wrote back and she says, okay, well, would you be willing to uh, host a, a fundraiser for women who are abused and whatever it is? And my answer was, absolutely, I'd be willing to do that. I would prefer not to do it like, I don't want to publicize it because I don't want to look like I'm pandering or kissing ass right. because I'm, I, said, but if, but I said, but, but I'd be happy to do it. I'd be happy to donate the proceeds. Do you, do you know anybody who could help me get this off the ground? How did, how did you think she responded to that? She went on Twitter, quoted me and says, dude, if your Rolodex is that thin, there's really nothing we can do to help you. Meaning like, there was like, that's all, she was just setting me up. Like, what answer could she have possibly gotten from me more than I would like to do it? I don't want a virtue signal to the word. I'm happy to to give all the proceeds. Do you, this is not, I don't know people, shoot me. I don't know people involved in in, in this issue. You'd think she'd be like, you know what? This guy's actually, no, it was all a setup in order to just bash me. And and so she says, uh, his Rolodex is that thin. Like 400 likes or whatever it is. You know, like, I don't know. That, that's probably, I, I, I the but but clearly, clearly, this was a popular thing she yeah. said. So I'm like, who am I, like, who, who, who can I talk to? Similarly, yeah. when I, I had to delete my Twitter because Dana and Julia tweeted to me. You've been trying Dana to poke, and Julia, the Dana two ladies Cole? from the hotel oh, room. No. And You've been trying to poke Cole stories, which is not the case. I invite anybody to listen to our podcast. But um, as a matter of fact, on the podcast, I was afraid that the story would actually be worse than what was, remember that? I was afraid yeah. it might be worse, but that they weren't able to print it because the Times has very strict rules about yeah, yeah, what they can allege. Yeah. And I told her that in a thing. I said it more yeah. than one time. And that's when it came out about not blocking the door. And I, so, so they finally, the first time they tweeted at me, and I felt that respect for my involvement all of it required that I had to answer them. I couldn't, I, I, I wasn't in me not to answer them. Yeah. So I said, I would really like to talk to you about this. I don't think Twitter is where we want to have this. How about yeah. we get, get contact? I, I just became like I was a punching bag on Twitter. Like People found all sorts of amazing reasons to say that that answer was absolutely offensive. This, and, and this is an impossible world. And it goes on. It's not left, right. It's, every, yeah, yeah. it's all over. It's social media on every side and everything. This, this, this hate, this um, this really lack of interest 
in discussing something. It's not about the discussion. It's really just, and that's why I said in Hollywood Reporter, it's the only conversation is that you agree, you agree, okay, now we can talk. I mean, I, it's horrible. I've it's horrible. There are, there, are, yeah. there are reasonable opinions that somebody can say about why Louis uh, should be allowed to go on that somebody can strongly disagree with that are not born purely out of sexism or lack of sympathetic... Like, my wife's had experiences at least as bad as Dana and Julia. I know other people. There are, there are people who disagree. There are people, people who, who feel that a murderer should be set free if we find that the police gather the evidence without a warrant. They doesn't mean they don't realize how horrible murder is. Right. It's that they feel there has to be thoughts here. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a tough time right now because everything is coming up, right? And we haven't dealt with so much of this stuff publicly before, and so it feels like everything has to happen all at once, and we don't have the rules for all these things yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like we're flying blind, right? That's hard. I think one of the, one of the interesting things that's come up in a lot of the conversations around folks like Louie and things people who have gone through some of these things or committed some of these sorts of acts, right, is what might it look like? And the thing I sort of wanted to get into, but then I would have been running at like 5,000 words and we can't, you know, we can't publish that on a casual Tuesday morning, um, is that restorative and transformative justice are interesting processes, right? Like what might it look like if instead of just coming back to the stage and saying, I want to start my career again, I want to have the thing that I'm missing out on, if Louie had said to to his victims, to these women, what might, what might it look like for me to restore something here for you? And then we can all move forward. Whereas now it feels like only Louis is moving forward, at least publicly. And so th- I don't think that that's impossible. And I think so much of what people, so much of the disappointment that our f- people are feeling actually comes from sort of an unlikely kind of hope, right? Like I would like to imagine a world where Louis' future and these women's future and all of our future is one in which everybody can like collaborate and express themselves artistically and not have to live in like fear or in silence or all of these things. That that doesn't feel it feels difficult and hard and like right now everything is heated, but it's not impossible. Well, what do you think Louis can and should do with regard to Dana and Julia and the others that have been involved? I mean, I, I've heard that he. Some people say he should help their careers. He should write them yeah, a check. No. There have I been mean, different. But Kate, you, you, you have a thought. I on think that? he should apologize. Like, you know what I mean? Like, issue like a formal apology. The thing that I personally find to be the worst out of this case is the damage it could have done on their careers and did. Yeah. That's like what was most upsetting about it to me because. I feel like if you're doing that to a fellow person that you work with and you have so much power right, over right. them Absolutely. and like. He's somebody that is, you know, just revered in this. Kate's speaking to the mind. Oh, this, <laughs> he's just totally revered by the country. Everybody loves him and loves his comedy. And, you know, all demographics of people are fans of Louis C.K. And um, I think the worst thing was is that, you know, these were young female comics. You know, they saw a guy that could help them. Right. And, you know, I, it was just taking advantage of his position of I, power. I think that... I think this is where more investigation needs to be done. And Noam's always talking about due process and um, the need for formal procedures. The extent to which their career was damaged, the extent to which it's directly related to Louis' actions. And yeah, I, 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 I wish you wouldn't get into that because it's... Well, I think that, that... No, I think it's a topic that needs to be delved into. I'm not saying that their careers weren't damaged, but I think people toss that around, and, and I think there's, that's something that ideally... 
I think would require further further sure. questioning and investigation. I, I think part I, of the tragedy, though, is that we'll never know. I, I don't think it matters. I, I don't. I don't think Too they. Far I, in the I don't past. think that. I think that what, ha- what 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 he deserves, or doesn't deserve, is based on what he did at the moment he did it. And, no, well, and, but I'm and, talking unless, about unless, ex- unless he was involved in hurting their careers personally. In other words, right, yes. you're setting it up as, as if we find out that their careers weren't hurt. That sometimes somehow makes what Louis did right. not as bad. Well, I don't, but, I don't but think. But we, I don't we think would that have matters. to. But there, for example, there was an assertion that uh, the managers threatened this uh, the, uh, Dana and Julia. Yes. So we need to investigate. A. Did Louis know about that? Did Louis encourage that? And is it true? Those, I think, are three questions that I'd like to see answered yeah, before I, 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 I before I, just, I proclaim that Louis indeed ruined their careers, and and if he did ruin their careers, I, I, to what extent they were ruined? I, I think, think those I are think reasonable I, questions, I, I, are they not? Uh, not they're 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 interesting questions. I don't think they matter here, uh, but um, well, they matter in terms of what Louis owes to Dana and Julia. Do yeah, but but my point is that. Like somebody said to me, Louis needs to make amends. That's when you can put him on. I'm like, you know, people need to make amends. Many, many people need to make amends. Normally, the guy in charge of the place where people work is not the guy in charge of making sure that you make right. amends to somebody you wor- that you wronged somewhere else 15 years ago. That's that's the problem. But, but, but Hannah extent, was saying... To the extent that Louis needs to make amends, he did... I'll tell you, I'll let you say uh, that, that it was bad or worse... I, I am trying not to get involved in that because I don't think that's I, I I don't think that's what matters at this decision here. Not not your decision, but if we're talking about what Louis owes to to Dana Julia and the others. Oh, oh yeah. If you want if you want to zoom out to be your ang- the anger with Louis, mm-hmm. uh, that's not re- with regard to the comedy seller's decision to allow him to perform. Yes, then this all becomes. But but a lot of people know him. Put the comedy seller's decision. Uh, link it to the, Louis' amends toward the women. That is to say that they feel that you should take that into account. You, yeah. did, you may disagree but we've, with that. We've heard, I've heard stories, I don't know if they're true, that Louis, have you heard that Louis actually did write a letter to the women apologizing? Listen, I don't put that much stock in apologies anyway. Actually, Stephen and I had a big fight where he, and he said, well, only if you apologize. I'm like, when you apologize because you know you have to, the apology is, is meaningless. If he had apologized on his own in, in a moment of privacy before it was an issue, that would mean something to me. Of like, but if he apologizes in reaction to all this mess, I, I don't see why people would people who hate him would want to give that any credence. He's just like a hostage video, you know. If you, when you know, I don't, you I don't think I don't think there's any winning for him in that regard. Like apologies or actions taken, but there needs to be a there should have been a little bit more. The other thing is like. If he didn't come up here, he just would have gone up somewhere else, right, and he could have right. done that. So I don't think that he went to governors. Yeah, he went to governors yeah, before and nobody's that. Nobody's shitting on governors, right? Well, governors right. is not at the center of the comedy universe as the seller. Oh, right. oh, no, right. it's the comedy center of Long Island. You but, know, uh, of course, sure. you take that, you take on the the big dog, and that the big dog in this case is uh, is the comedy seller. But how, like, no, I'm like, as you're you give him you know like the opportunity to perform here right yeah, yes so he he goes up he does what he does he doesn't uh, address it he does his thing ha, like what what's next like does was, was that him testing the waters like was that is there a thing where he just keeps going up and people get getting pissed or they or they accept it or they like well i i, like, I, I don't that's I, that's my if i were louis manager i would say to him listen dude 
if you if they're even going to give you another chance in the world, you're going to you do not blow it again. You need to say something next time. Yeah. I, I think if he doesn't, um, but again, I, I think it would be quite interesting from the point of view of someone who cares about this issue to see that kind of stubborn uh, thing. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, I would even say to him, if you're not going to, if you have, if there's something, if there's some reason that you feel you can't say like a real apology that you really think that you've been wronged here then it'd be even better for you to come out and say listen this is what really happened this is the way we were this is what happened and that's why I feel that way because if it kind of implies that he thinks the story is not the way that we've read it you know so and if that's fine by all means say so Louis like we don't like stranger things have happened but to to not defend himself and yet also oh, right. Which is not, it? A, not acknowledge the story that's out there, that becomes untenable, Right. I, I, I think. You, right? You, you disagree? You, you I, no, I think so. I mean, I do believe personally that he will. Like, I do think he'll make a comeback. I don't know if performing here was his right move on the track to making a comeback. Maybe it was too soon, and, you know, we're living in a very crazy time. Um, but I, like, was talking to somebody, and we were discussing that I thought after the whole thing happened that, like, in a year and a half, two years, Louis would do a stand-up special about what, it. Would it? Now, yeah. you, 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 got yeah. your, your, you got your finger on the pulse of what the, the young uh, comedians are saying, particularly young female comedians that are newer in the business. What's your sense of the, in terms of how they feel about all of this? Oh, yeah. I don't think they like it. They don't like that he came back? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah, I really don't think that a lot of female comedians have a lot of respect for him right now. Or a lot of women in general. I mean, I respect his art. I don't respect his actions, but I acknowledge the fact that he's an amazing comedian. And um, I don't know, there's a difference between... I mean, he went on for 15 minutes, okay? It's not like he sold out Madison Square Garden. By the way, can you just tell everybody, have I ever met you before? Probably. I don't don't know. (laughs) Where? (laughs) Because I don't remember ever meeting you before. Because, because, well, did I ever talk to you about this? No. Did anybody talk to you about this? Who, anybody here at the table? No. Did I have any way of knowing what your position was? In other words, I'm saying that you, you sat down. I, you could have just as well told me you think it's the worst thing in the world that Louis came back. I'm afraid that people are going to think there's some kind of setup. That I, <laughs> like, oh, I, no, like, no, I, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, no, I cannot plan this at all. Yeah, no, put, and I, 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 I'm I'll put it another sorry. way. I'm not happy that you're saying what you're saying, okay, actually. <laughs> I, I meant to say, I didn't mean to say earlier, I want to clarify that... I did not say I was happy. I mean, I was, I don't know, I was you can, interested. You can say you're happy. I just want to make sure that nobody thinks that There's I brought a in a ringer. No, no, this no, 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 This is not the Sean Hannity show. No, 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 This is not Sean Hannity. I am not protester. Kimberly Guffoyle or whatever the fuck. All right, so. People on Fox News Hannah, are. Hannah, yeah. I, did have, I did have some questions uh, about something you wrote. Sure. Let's do um, it. Where is it? Also, where just, is? can I really quickly add that that's. That's something that I've been thinking a lot about is like what what we're losing in these situations so often is that like there are a lot of young women, a lot of women, period, who are fans of Louis. So like it, not only are we sort of losing in this kind of moral, cultural, ethical way, like as a, as a society. Right. But it's hard to see your heroes fall in this way or to be disappointed. Again, it comes down to like I invested in you and I care about you and your art makes me feel good or smart or it makes me it challenges me. And so to have somebody who occupies that role for you in some way 
fail you or fail another person is is hard. I think, and like, it, yeah. it, and it makes it a more challenging question than when it's some random person on the other side of the world and you don't. Then it's easier to disavow them entirely, right? But when it's someone who means something to you, then it's then it's you know it's it's a question. It's how, it, how do we move yeah. forward? And those are genuine questions, not always sort of black and white or not always obvious things. But we do have to, I think, d- really dig in and figure out what feels right for everybody involved no I would never even say like that I was a particular fan of Louis like I wasn't really like it wasn't somebody that you know I was like oh my god I love his comedy (laughs) but when I did watch it I was like the writing's really good his timing's amazing you know his material is amazing as well and you know he's a big talent nobody nobody can deny that's that's part of what makes this so painful exactly um so one of the articles, one of the, maybe I shouldn't even, I will, what the hell. You, you seem uh, um, like, like you're not going to get mad at me. Um, one, of the, one of the arguments you made uh, said, uh, where is it? It's also worth noting that the people most likely to serve time, you, you, you were making a reference to uh, all the people. S- oh, the time. use of like prison language yeah. and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You said that it, it does, it's, it's worth noting that the, the people that Clue says it do not belong to the same demographic as the same demographic as Louis C.K. I think uh, and the people who uh, I got cut off. I, I Michael Ian Black. And, what, what's uh, that? Michael Ian Black and and his defenders. The defenders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as Louis C. Oops, as Louis C.K. and defenders, something like that. Yeah. And I and I that bothered me. Sure. Because. I was saying, well, you know, I make and this, I, I make certain, you know, arguments, and I feel those arguments are valid or not valid based on kind of the words on the page. In other words, if I were a black guy who owned a comedy club owner, a, co- a black guy who owned a comedy club, and I said exactly the same things, uh, you would lose that argument. In other words, no. Well, you you wouldn't be able to point out that I'm not the same demographic as the people in prison. So yeah. I'd be like, well, no, I, I, listen, listen, my my, sure. my idea of a of, of the way the world ought to work is that when somebody makes an argument, you shouldn't even have to know what their demographic is, what their age, what their color, who, who in the world is, that looks like them has done something bad. The words on the page, the logic of their arguments either holds or it doesn't hold. And if it doesn't hold, it doesn't hold. And, and, and I think that we all talk about ad hominem, ta- ad hominem attacks are a bad thing, but we sometimes don't realize when we're making them. Yeah, and I think that any reference to the demographic of a person who makes an argument is an ad hominem attack. I would never do it the opposite way. I would, yeah, ne- I would never get away with dismissing somebody's argument because they were black. Not in a million years. Sure, it would be it would be it would be offensive. Not because blacks are white. It's offensive because the notion that what they say can in any way be diminished by their race is an ad hominem attack. Let me deal with what they said. Well, first yeah, of all, no, I'm your mansplaining again. I'm not, I'm not mansplaining. No, I mean, I no, you didn't get the joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> How did you miss that obvious Come on. joke that you're saying you shouldn't be, your opinion shouldn't I, be judged I, by I, who you are, and I, I said you're mansplaining. I'm the guy who, who <laughs> doesn't get anything. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, think, I, I don't think the point is that it's diminished, right? I think it's that it's, it's affected, right? I think everybody, everybody's life is affected by their life experiences. My life is partly affected by the fact that I grew up in California, that my parents are from Ethiopia. All these different things affect Where are your parents from? Ethiopia. Oh, Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah. Affect how I the world because they 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 are affect how other people see me. Your first ways. generation of this. Yeah, yeah, my parents. Yeah, um, and so <laughs> like, oh, where are we gonna go somewhere else with this? But um, no, I think the reason that I pointed that out is that y- people tend to just have more. Well, you're not Jewish, are you? No, no, okay. no. But we know we can later. We'll get to that. Yeah, um, but 
you know, I think it's easier for us to have empathy for people whose experiences are similar to ours. It's That's just right. how people are, right? And so one of the reasons that I pointed that out with specifically with regard to using prison-related language is that people who have more proximity to the kinds of people who are regularly and unfairly criminalized are less likely to invoke prison-related metaphors because it just feels closer to uh, your heart, I see. right? Uh. And so it's not, it's not to say that you cannot understand X, Y, and Z because you're not a black person or from a low-income community. It's just that I, I'm going to be more careful when I use famine-related language or drought-related language you know because what? it feels I, more I didn't personal. Under, I, you, you have a point. I, didn't, I actually didn't, didn't understand that, Yeah. and that makes sense to me. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> No, I, I really didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I not, missed that. It's it's just if you grow up seeing people get arrested for little things, you just don't think about the police and criminalization the same way. And you wouldn't refer to somebody being at home for nine months as being criminalized, right? Because you know what it looks like to have a friend come back from solitary. Okay. Just so, feels, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I'm going nice to right. give right. I'm, I'm going to say point Hana on that one. You, you win that one. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Well, that wasn't obvious to me, but maybe because I'm also in the category of the people for whom that wouldn't be obvious to. Now, you also, you also and this I, I feel more strongly about, you okay, also uh, tended to think that Louis hasn't been punished. Now, I got to tell you, first of all, just... This week that I went through with yeah, the yeah, hate yeah. mail, the attacks online, yeah. whatever, no, and I'm not exposed as a public pervert, whatever it is, and my children are not yet old enough to have, uh, the, you know, to understand all right. this, whatever it is. But just what I've been going through, my God, I might, I might prefer to spend uh, a week in jail. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying and, yeah. and where nobody knew about it. It's, it's punishment. Yeah. Now Louis has been lost his movie, his show, right. this and that. 30, 40 million dollars. Netflix. His, Netflix. Sure. His his children are humiliated, and he um, uh, and he's known for the rest of his life as this as a pervert, or whatever you want to call it. And and he can't perform. And I don't think it helps to not admit that that's quite absolutely quite a punishment. Absolutely. No I'm no court of law would have ever even. Thought about that level of punishment for an indecent exposure charge. Not in a million years. Not in any planet we want to live on. It's so. It is so far more suffering than we would expect the criminal justice system to hand out if Louis had been lucky enough that what he did was a crime, so he could have just paid his paid his time or whatever. So, I, I, I want to say that I, I think that he, he he he'll be he'll be he's going to be punished the rest of his life. And you can say he deserves it or not deserves it, but I, sure. people shouldn't. I, I mean, think people shouldn't think it's not. It's not real punishment. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anybody really went so far as to say he's not being punished at all, or there, there, that there aren't clear effects for his actions. Like there, clearly, he will have to contend with this in a lot of serious. That's ways. actually Noam brought up an interesting point. What would the punishment? What is the punishment for indecent exposure? I mean, assuming this was indecent exposure. It's probably not jail. It's probably uh, community service or less or even at first offense, well, nothing. Who sex knows? Sex offender list, I mean, possibly. They, they need, you know what? Yeah. what one of the, if I were the Me Too movement, if I were in charge list. of the Me Too movement, I would be more focused on prevention in the future than trying to get a pound of flesh in the past. In other well, words, if, if what, what Louis did, obviously the justice system is not treating it with the seriousness that the people who it happens to feel that it warrants. I used to feel this way about mugging. People I knew would be mugged, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would just let the guy go, right. and they would traumatize the rest of their life. Right. I'm like, no, these muggers need to spend a fucking year in jail for what they did to my friend. Yeah. 
So now we're learning maybe that this this kind of thing is is similar and that we, we don't realize. So then a they maybe they should punish it with six months in jail, because a that that that's that's a strong way of indicating societally to to dudes. Well, no, that's a serious thing you're thinking about doing it. Th- this that's is, a crime. This is you know I talk to women a lot trying to ascertain just how traumatic that kind of experience would be. My initial reaction is was, as like many men, well, yeah, Louis a perv, wasn't a big deal. Yeah. That was my initial reaction. <laughs> I tried to talk to women about it. So, and some, by the way, agree with that of sentiment. Course, of more, more than a few women say, Everybody's yeah, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Other women bring up this notion of, of, of freezing, friend of freezer, yeah. w- where women can actually be frozen, which I would have never considered. So... But we, you know, we didn't know about but it. But we didn't. Know, but we didn't. And he, by the and this is and the thing is, you know, I, I, I as a man shouldn't be chastised for proposing the question. Just how bad is it? Because I think it's a question worth posing, and it's a question with no uh, unanimous answer among the women right. with whom I've spoken. Right. Well, clearly, no. Uh, no what you're, women who say it's not that bad are saying how it wouldn't be bad, that bad to them. them. Well, right. I don't think they're saying it's not that bad to well, the women but, who but, take but, it badly. But, but yeah. how bad it is to the average woman is a measure of how bad it is. I mean, it, it seems to be know. bad. It seems to be bad. I mean, I judging mean, by I, the sincere sentiment. It's bad. Yeah. It's it's bad. Right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, I think. I, I could never conceive of doing something like that. Right. No, I think it's bad. weird. You, yeah, it's weird. weird. And it also makes you feel <laughs> really like weird. your work doesn't matter, right? Anytime I've had a superior, anytime I've had like an editor or something, you know, take me out to coffee to talk about story ideas and then it's the hand on the line. It's like, oh, okay, so you don't care about my writing. And then that could sort be of... both. The, I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's like that sort of the cumulative effect of that, right, is to make you feel that your artistic contributions don't matter and you yeah. only matter to the extent that you are, the, you know, this body, this whatever. And that, that's how do you measure that? But you what, know? what makes what you're describing? I agree with you, hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. What yeah, makes it impossible in the real world is that from time to time, when the guy you work with takes you out to dinner and puts your hand on your leg, it's like, oh, I feel the same way. Right. And, well, and that's where power comes into play, right? If it's, or if just, it's your you, you might have met your soulmate. I married someone who worked for me. Yeah. She never considered me a sexual harasser, you know. So, and and I mean, how many people haven't met at yeah, work? Course. I mean, this sure. is, you know. There, there's also putting your hand on somebody's leg and pulling your dick out. In yeah. front of right, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. I wasn't trying to make and an equivalence there. No, I know. I know you are, but just for the record. No, like. Right. No, but she's talking about the fact that 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 you feel that 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 men even when you think they're taking you seriously when you oh, really right. when you peel yeah. it away they're still not taking me seriously yeah often and that's that's the thing that he, you sort it's sort of in the back of your mind he's right? going and about even, it like a gentleman have, but he's still not taking me seriously right and it, 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 by the way indecent exposure according to uh, findlaw.com <laughs> um, one of the few cases where the penalty is specifically laid out it is punishable by $500 fine and no jail time class B misdemeanor and would what, not affect what state you. is that this is what state uh, well I don't know what state it's federal so it's law. Federal? Okay. Well, there's got to be state laws too. Then whatever. It's it, not it's, a question I imagined asking it's, it's, today. But does uh, does uh, indecent exposure refer only to exposing oneself, or does it also include masturbating? I would imagine. I, I actually don't know. I don't know. At that point, okay. it becomes. This is, this is what I, I I haven't gotten into that, but I all I can tell you is this: the New York Times headline said, "Louis C.K. accused of sexual misconduct." And I believe that's because the lawyers, when they analyzed it, felt that they couldn't use the word 
They, they couldn't use the language of any crime. They, they felt that he wasn't accused of any crime. I think they would have if they could have. So, so working backwards, I think that this is at least a gray area of whether you committed sure. a crime or sure, not. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Well, just again to speak as a comic, like for a female comic, it's just a reminder, like you were saying, when somebody takes you out to dinner and you're like, what? oh, I thought this was professional. Now it's not. That, that is a specific thing that I have never had to deal with as a right. male comic and probably never will deal never with deal at this <laughs> point. Somebody, somebody uh, you know, exposing themselves to me or being aggressively it's, sexual. It certainly can happen. It can happen. You've but never had a woman sexually aggressive with you? Yes, I have. But it, it, the, the difference between those two things, the, the variance between, like, they've never, like, ripped their clothes open and tried to, you know... I mean, it's never been well, that. You, you you, but you, you wouldn't find that traumatic. I wouldn't find it traumatic, but I'm saying that... No, but th- it could happen so when a gay man could certainly do that. Too. Yeah, but know. this is so common, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, men, it's so common that we don't yeah. have to... Yes. Yeah. We don't I, have to deal with this. They have to deal with this. And this, and him coming back and doing this without talking about it is just a constant reminder. Like, right. oh shit, this isn't going to get any better for me. I mean, the curse this isn't of being gonna, a- This isn't going to keep anything open to me. The curse no. of, of being a heterosexual woman to see how disgusting oh men are, God. yet feel that you need one to marry, like, like to have a family, whatever. Like <laughs> this is this is horrible, horrible. Oh, Kate, meaning you say what? <laughs> Hannah is nodding. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I agree. The worst, the worst thing about me. Well, as a, as a <laughs> young as a young woman in the in new in the comedy business, how do you perceive uh, what we've been discussing? Well, I mean, like growing up with my dad being a comedian, I kind of recognized that there was definitely a power imbalance between male and female comedians at a young age. And that I I do recognize that and I understand if you go into this business as a woman in comedy, you have to expect for things like this to happen. Just as like you would if you were a woman going into the business profession or into practicing law or into being a doctor. We live in a society where men still have the upper hand. Now, how, how, you know, we, I mean, we discussed this. Just bringing up the possibility, the notion, the idea that maybe, maybe there might be some things women can do to decrease their own vulnerability or their own exposure to this kind of thing is blaming the victim. Well. Okay, but, but is it not fair to have that discussion? Can I amplify that? Go ahead. My wife uh, said to me, she says, you know, and, and my wife, I guess she could talk this way because she's a person of color. She's Indian. Anyway, she said, you know, we need to sit down with our daughter, our daughter's six, and we need to have the same conversation with her that black families have to have with their sons about how to handle themselves when they're with the yeah. police. That was, that was my, and I thought that was a very astute comment of my wife's because that is really what is going to make a difference, I think, to, to saving women in the future. So many, of, I mean, obviously, if, if it's a physical violence issue, that's something else. But so many of these other types of scenarios, like the Louis thing, a, a properly, uh, a, a woman who was already kind of trained on how to deal with such a thing might have walked right out. Maybe. But I, th- I think that women think about this stuff all the time. And a lot of times when these kinds of things happen, it's because a breach of trust has happened. It's rarely, it's not like Louis Storm. But that's what we got to tell our daughters. Do not trust anyone with a penis. I, mean, I'm, listen. I don't think anybody would have walked out. <laughs> yeah. Like, beca- I, don't, do I don't know what you would have done. Like You don't run screaming. This is a person who has a lot of power over you. You trust. What, what, what's the power? Stick. I never understood. The, no, because he's just in such power, a... power, right? I'm oh, 
I'm sorry to interrupt anybody. No, 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 but go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go. Wait, he's just like so highly regarded. Of course. You know what I mean? And, and you 2002, don't wanna... was well, he? I mean, it. No. He didn't. Uh, he doesn't need to I mean, occupy the stratosphere. If I would have met him in 2002, I would have been pretty like. Yeah. Why? Based on what? Just because I'm a comedy fan. But but do you but really? Not that I would have thought would you he had seen some him in power over me. Yeah, but where do he you was really that? think, Kate, that the, the average woman would have stayed for the entire spectacle? I don't think it lasted yeah. very long, then. Yeah. Oh my God. Because yeah. Yeah. because I they do. were frozen in fear, well, because they they were just. I don't want to. I don't want to. Weirded I don't think we have to speculate about the specifics of that situation, right? But part of part of the reason that you freeze. I'm not saying they didn't freeze. I'm saying, do you think the average woman would have also frozen? Well, yeah, because because you don't know what else could happen. If you start walking away, if you start making moves to run to whatever, this person could get angered. I've thought about all the times I've walked down the street and somebody has says like, hey, you know, like I want to talk to you, you know, like grab my arm or whatever, and then suddenly it's escalated from me walking away from a cat call to me fighting off a person who's grabbing my arm and trying to assault me in that moment. You you never you never know when that's going to happen though. Can you answer me if this is fair? Because I I got. This was one of the things I thought what you just said, and, and I got kind of in trouble for it, which is that I don't doubt for a minute that those women sat there because they were scared, as you're saying. Right. But I criticized the reporter for not asking them, were you scared? Meaning, yeah. because they could have also said, nah, it was not that I was scared, it's just it's a jackass. You know, like, I, right, I, I, that, right. that's, that is yeah. so totally possible. And I felt like there was much of it, it's like, you know... It, you you've you're, you've assumed that the reason they said was because they were scared, and it could totally be that. But that's not for a journal. A journal's like like you need to ask in a courtroom or whatever. They would have to ask her. Yeah. Were you scared? Right. And this kind of they need to hold their fire because what happens is people just shut up, and we know don't say a word, don't ask a question because anything you say is just gonna you're gonna get fucked. Just like the the woman who complained about my Rolodex, like you know. But the fact is. There are reasonable questions that a, that that that, a, that an angel would ask, you know. <laughs> it's like just to know what happened. Yeah. And um, yes, we should not. Of course, we should believe the victim when it's plausible and 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 apparently true. Like a lot of times, victims weren't believed simply because they were women. But that's not that we can't ask questions, and you know, we it's not like. Uh, I mean, we know we know all the it's not, it's, whatever. I'm just saying, it would be better if if reasonable people could give each other some room for error in what they say and what they ask and whatever it is, as long as they realize they're coming from in good faith, you know. And conversation. I feel like conversation should definitely be had, like between people asking questions yeah. about what actually happened instead of just, you know, at once believing everything that was said. But I believe everything that was said. But I, I'm saying in other cases, like where this occurs. I mean, I don't know if there needs to be some sort of process it, or something. Uh, no, not necessarily a, a process, but I think there has to be a dialogue. You know, right? Asking questions like, "Were you scared?" That those are important questions. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Like, and now, now obviously, it could be traumatizing just to hear those questions. Right. And this is something that we see. In courts of law, where women are traumatized just reliving the experience, but what alternative is there other than to posing questions, in in terms of getting to know exactly what happened? I don't know that there's especially, an alternative, especially if it's in it's all extra weird because this was not it was a workplace, but it was not a workplace. Right, you know, it wasn't yeah. workplace. To the, it wasn't workplace. Well, no, to no. The, 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 like yeah. when they were in the hotel. Hang on, I'm talking about. Yeah, that's like, not workplace. The other the, the, the other one, Rebecca Corey was. Oh workplace. right, right, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she, this is you know. 
the, the, you know, uh, you know, you said something before that. Talking I about was, Hannah. What's that? Hannah. 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 Yeah. Said something before that I thought was very correct about empathy because oh. people assume you're supposed to be empathetic to the world, but that's not the way it works. You're, right. I've said you're, you're, it's easy to be empathetic to your family, your children. You don't know, nobody has to teach you that. Right. But for instance, it was just like ten minutes ago. All, all of Hollywood was giving a standing ovation to Roman Polanski and signing petitions that right. they thought he was treated. So the empathy to that girl's situation with Roman Polanski, that wasn't, a, that wasn't apparent to any, almost right. anybody. Because it actually was, was to me. He was the familiar figure yeah. to us, right? And that's, start, that's what's starting to change now. And that's what's interesting to see. Yeah, so you, have to, so you have to alert people to empathy. But also, there is something wrong with saying, you know, I didn't get it either when Roman Polanski... But now that I realize it, anyone who hasn't yet realized it is a fucking monster. Right, right, right. right and right. that's what's going on. It's like Obama. What he, Obama was against gay marriage. It was okay to be against gay marriage. Yeah. As soon as Obama came out for <laughs> gay marriage, anybody against gay marriage who didn't, who didn't reach it at the Barack Obama schedule, yeah. 9.05 on Saturday night, <laughs> now at 9.06, anyone doesn't realize it is a fucking Neanderthal. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. If Barack Obama couldn't get it, this thoughtful, liberal, president of the United States, Harvard Law School, if right. it took him a while to come around to right. it, at least maybe, publicly. maybe the guy working at the mill uh, might be, be allowed a little extra time. So, so these are important things to think yeah. about. And so um, I... The mill is a gay bar, of course. Here. <laughs> I'm saying that I am, from these conversations, developing an empathy for these things that I might not have had before. And I think that now I've, I've always been, I've never been someone, I've always been a gentleman, I believe. I mean, for me to come out with this stuff as I have, if I thought I had Me Too accusations yeah. out there, I mean, it's, it's like taunting. Like, right, right, right. But I've, I, I hope that I've always been a gentleman. But I, it's true, I, I'm, as I see sincere reactions of people and women telling me stories, I'm like, you know, there's more to this than I realize. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite examples, I think, this is a slightly separate thing. I think it's really hard to make a good rape joke, but I think the best one that I can think of off the top of my head is Wanda Sykes, the one about the detachable pussy, where she says, like, you, have you ever wished that you could just leave it at home so you go for oh, a run? Oh, yeah, that's an old joke. It's, it's, oh, yeah. But it's amazing, right? Because the core of that joke is that, like, if I didn't have this thing that makes me vulnerable and if I didn't, have, if I didn't present to the world in a way that makes me a target, I could be able to run freely. I could be able to live my life freely. And I think that that's... That, I just found that... It, to be one of the most interesting examples of how comedy can be that bridge, right? Of, hey, understand my world. Understand what it would be like to be able to just take this thing off and go for a run. Wouldn't that be amazing? You don't have to think about that, do you, right? And right. that's that can happen in those spaces. Uh, we're just about out of time. I do want to ask you a question as a journalist. Sure. <laughs> when I read your article, yeah. I, I took you to be much... that it was You were going to be much more... Angry, I guess, or strident. I didn't know you were a woman of color, by the way. I, I just, just on the I words. I thought she was Greek. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah. That, I, get, I get that a lot. Uh, Her name, what's your last name? Georges. So it's Greek to me. And I thought we'll you, you were gonna that that it was gonna be a, like I was bracing myself for oh, a tough no. one. And I and I and you haven't given an inch really, but I find it a very. But but, <laughs> but you are willing. But you are willing to listen to nuance. Well, most sure. people but, are in person are real people. But, you, so so let me. That's right. So so my point is that. Do you think it's a criticism of your writing that, and wouldn't the writing be more persuasive to a guy like me, that you're, you're uh, willing to accept the nuance of the situation was far deeper than what came across in that essay? I mean, you and we have more than 800 words worth of space right here. 
So I, I think you, that... You, then the answer would be yes, but I have no choice. Um, yes and no. I think that the point... I like reading writing that I sometimes disagree with, sure, and but, but I, where I can follow how the writer got to what they got to. So if I can follow their logic and I can say, okay, I'll take this portion, I'll take this morsel of it, the rest of it, it's not working for me, it's not vibing with me, cool. But it was interesting to follow your thought process. That to me, and you know, I can see that there was some rigor and some real thought put into this and it wasn't just some slapdash thing that you woke up and did. Um, and that you were thinking about the context of the world that you live in and that we all occupy. I appreciate that. I don't always need to feel like that person has to explain every, you know, like hold my hand through all the little things. But some people, some people do, and some people want that. I think it just depends on what you're looking for from from well, a writer, what what each individual piece can do, like form wise. Well, but it, yeah, I, I understand it. But but if, as a as a uh, matter of a, a persuasive writing, sure. I am much more persuaded when I feel that the person I'm reading, oh, they they don't they understand my side of this too. Yeah. And they're not just talking over my head. They, they, yeah. they, they've, they've actually, they understand my side of it and they've actually thought about it and they've granted whatever merit sure. they see in it and yet still they feel this way. Right. And then I'm like, oh, you know, that, that's, that's... I feel like I use the phrase to be sure. <laughs> and like, <laughs> well... <laughs> All right, who, who else that, wants know. to say Well, something? I just want to say, Noam, yeah. uh, kudos. I, I, I said it before, or maybe I haven't said it before, but I think you could be a very successful pundit. You might have to work <laughs> a little bit on your elocution. Sometimes you mumble. <laughs> and you are long-winded, but I don't I'm see I don't see any I, I don't know anybody that I see whether it's who are the big guy you know whether it's Ben Shapiro or whether it's uh, <laughs> Sam Harris I they, they, I don't know anybody more logical and, they, right, and right. that brings up <laughs> points so you bring up points that I that I don't hear anybody bringing up. So Thank you. Dan. You might want to consider that as a, a new career. Unfortunately, you're too rich and too and too <laughs> privileged privileged to really want to you know take on another. Um, Another, uh, you know, thing. But anyway, Jim Twos. Hey. Wait, wait, now, <laughs> now, we kind of hijacked your show here. Maybe you want to come back again and talk. I think we'll oh, invite no, Kate yeah. to come it's back. Okay. We Originally, I invited her. I thought we'd talk about following in her father's footsteps and, and, oh. and, and growing up with Kevin a, a little bit. But we didn't have time. No, it's okay. I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, good. Uh, more hate mail? No, somebody oh, just... Please, please write us uh, emails to uh, oh, yeah. podcast... Podcast at ComedySolar.com. Podcast at ComedySolar.com. Jim, you want to say anything? Uh, I think I got most of it out. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, and uh, credits, um, Twitter handle. He, has, handles? he had, no, oh, has his at, podcast. At Jim Tuzzi and my podcast, Quitting Comedy. I talk to comics about what they do if they quit. <laughs> oh, that I, sounds I, like I know an somebody should call. Sounds <laughs> like a, I know. Oh, that'd be a dream guest. <laughs> sounds like an interesting podcast. Turns out he's not going to quit. Uh, that's the that's the rub there. Uh, he, he's uh, <laughs> I don't understand him. Um, okay, so and 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 I hope that you or that this is better than you than you thought it would be, Hannah. <laughs> no, like I said, I mean, I read the Hollywood Reporter thing, and I knew that there had been some thought here. And then I, I must confess to being a, li- a Cornelia who was sitting in and listening. She wasn't on mic. Uh, she, she left, left about five minutes after the beginning of the conversation. No, I texted her. She, she, she left upset, and I, I'm concerned about that. But this uh, is I'm what not I, sure what was said. At the top of the show was particularly non-controversial. I mean, had she stayed all till... Right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't want her to hear this and think we're... A little we're, bit later, yeah. I could maybe see what she might have pissed her off. But anyway... I, I think that, I mean, to, to defend Cornelia, people who are, I hate to use the word triggered by this, but people who really, this really bothers them, are very sensitive to, to it, and the reaction is sincere, even if 
we might feel it. It's like well, it, I feel like you're overreacting, or I, like, but it's hard to tell somebody that this is this means a lot to her. And and I think I think when when Kate said that she was happy, he was back. I didn't mean I it didn't was mean, happy. No, I no, I no, but I think I think she was she was. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. that was totally misphrase of my words. So yeah. I apologize for that. But no, okay. I said I was glad to see. I I don't know. I thought I didn't really. Read well, maybe the full thing. maybe you're em- you have mixed feelings. Is that fair to say? Um, no, I think like he definitely needs. I don't want to get bragged in, but I but I, I I talked to Cornelia for half an hour and she was very nice and very reasonable and not and not belligerent at all. So so yeah. I say that she's listening. Okay. Well, Thank- Kate, do you have any social media presence? Uh, you oh might yeah, want- follow me on Twitter, Kate Meany too. When's your <laughs> when's your next show, by the way? Uh, tomorrow I'm with Jessica Kirsten at Broadway Comedy Club. Kirsten. Person. <laughs> Kirsten. Oh, and then all my stuff is just on the Atlantic. Just. Hannah Georges. That's the, that's the organ that uh, fired Kevin Williamson, I believe. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs>